0: We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build-remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire.
1: We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back. We are back with another episode of Renovation Made Right. I am Brenda Bryan.
0: And I am David Bryan. It's so good to be here. Always, you are looking radiant, my love. Yes, I am, <laughs> and humble. Thank you, and humble. So uh, we are uh, we are excited to uh, jump into a conversation here, uh, and today we're actually going to focus. We we've talked in the past about uh, basement finishing. And, and again, just to like put some context in this in time frame, we're in February 2021. So COVID. It, can, and it's snowing out. Is it really?
1: It really, really is. Yeah. Um,
0: so COVID continues to uh, be a factor in everyone's lives. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, that certainly has, has an impact on basement finishing and, and, uh, and where we go with that. So where um, to put the children? Where right. do you put the children? Right, and so today we have a guest, and uh, a guest actually that works in one of our companies. So uh, one of the things that we do at our company is uh, do a basement finishing, right? And mm-hmm. we don't, uh, but we actually have a separate uh, uh, department of our company, a separate division of our company that does basement finishing. It's called Total Basement Finishing. Mm-hmm. And today we have one of our designers, uh, Brian Larson, who uh, all he does is meet with clients to finish basement spaces. So you know, he has a unique amount of experience in a very focused area, mm-hmm. and we thought it would be fun to have him come on board and, uh, and spend some time talking about um, what our listeners could learn and understand if they're thinking about doing a basement. Now, let me back up a little bit, because I appreciate the fact that Merrill, our wonderful producer, tells us that we have listeners from all over the place. Which is amazing. Right, which is awesome. So we're very thankful for that. Um, and I also am very much aware of the fact that all over the place includes plenty of places in this country that do not have basements. Use basements, right, exactly.
1: Right. So if you're in one of those places, and you really don't need to worry about finishing a basement, you can just skate. skip ahead. Skip ahead. Yeah. Right. I mean, this will be a titillating send show. send it to a friend titillating.
0: Titling. yes. But... <laughs>
1: Be that, that as titling, because it no, it's titillating. That's what I said. Yeah, you, you. Sometimes you
0: crunch your words. Sometimes you don't listen as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm with uh, Brenda on that one. Yeah, Sorry. it said
1: titling. yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Okay, right. and I don't think that should be done. On a public program. <laughs> Just saying.
0: Moving on. So I want to go ahead and introduce Brian Larson uh, from Total Business Fishing. Brian, welcome to our show. Thank you. It's We're good to be here. We're off to a start that is not unusual, which mm-hmm. is where my wife makes fun of me. Um, and, uh, but that's okay. There's so much
1: to work with,
0: Yeah, I'll give you a lot of material. Mm-hmm. give you a lot of material. Um, so, Brian, we thought we would uh, we jump into a bunch of different kinds of questions around the things that you discover. I mean, what, what you do is day in and day out is meet with clients who are interested in finishing their basements, right, and and work Correct. with all the issues around that. So, Brian, you got some questions yep. that are basement-related? I
1: do have some questions that are basement-related. But um, really, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this and what, what it is you like about your job.
2: Well, I got into this job after I retired, actually, from two different – jobs that I had for a while. One was being an administrator in a school district, and mm-hmm. the other was being a pastor of a church for 13 years. And so I kind of needed a retirement job, and I found this job and found was the your wife?
1: Your wife was just like, get out of the house?
2: It was actually me. My, oh, right. my, my dad retired at 62. I retired from the school district at 58 and um, My dad retired and after six months went to my wife, my mother, rather his wife and said, I can't do this. We have to do something else. So they actually started a business and ran a business Mm till they were in their 80s. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of like I needed a change. But so I took the retirement package and everything. But I just wanted to do something else. And I'm still very active in my church. I'm just not senior pastor anymore.
1: Well, that is exciting. And actually, you're the kind of perfect person that I'd want talking about. I trust you. (laughs) I would just be like, how how could this how could I go wrong? Yeah. So so tell me um, what you like about working with clients and selling basements.
2: So what I really like working with clients is the design aspect of and I love the fact that my title with our company is not sales. My title is Basement Finishing Specialist. Mm -hmm. And so I get to go in and get to know the client, find out what their needs and wants are and then help them build a project that truly meets their needs and wants in a cost effective and beautiful space.
1: Awesome. And
2: I love that piece of it is getting to know the clients and meeting their
1: needs. I know. That's one of my favorite things, too. It's just, you know, figuring out what they want and then solving their problems. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So tell me, what kinds of things are people doing in their basements these days?
2: Um, Mainly space for either their home office place for the kids Mm -hmm. um because the kids are home um in our area there's still a lot of school districts that are either on hybrid or still fully remote Mm -hmm. and then the other piece is is that a lot of gyms in our area are not open so a lot of gym space is going in
0: right yeah i'll tell you i know that some of the manufacturers uh of uh, maybe some of the more well-known equipment they can't you know they can't produce their stuff fast enough correct right and uh and people are, are looking to uh, work off the COVID twenty, as it were, or the COVID nineteen, I should say. That yeah, people right. are put have been putting on uh, in terms yep. of in terms of weight. That's a big challenge, right? Yes, right. So uh, I
1: know for the first two months, everybody's like, "Oh, I'll just eat whatever I want. And I'll bake. I'll bake bread well, every I, day." And then all of a sudden, people are like, "Wait, I need a home gym." Well,
0: but I even remember in the beginning too, uh, as it first started. Tons of people were just going out for walks, right? Mm-hmm. They were they were home and going out for walks way more. <laughs> I think over time, also wintertime in our area, uh, a little bit of that is kind of, yep. The, yep. kind of worn off, right? Yep. So, so as we we talk about um, not only the uses, but so one of the things I think that we want our listeners to be mindful of, um, and we've talked a little bit about this on air before, is um, f- creating space I- in a basement. It's a it's a different environment, right? It's actually not it's not totally different from the idea of creating space in an attic environment, right? There's there's different experiences to think about. There's different, um, in, you know, uh, environmental impact like, in terms yeah. of, of what you're contending with and how do you make the space comfortable and how do you make the space durable. Um, what are some of the things that uh, that your clients you, you talk with them about that they need to learn or understand that that are unique to the one you know? If, if they they didn't call you to put a room addition on the outside of their house, they, right. they're talking to you about a basement space. That right. that probably brings with it some different conversations. What are the things that you tackle in that ta- in that conversation?
2: One of the big things is the whole uh, concept of moisture in a basement, because in a basement you have a either a fieldstone foundation, a poured foundation, or a, a cr- concrete block foundation. Those are kind of the main ones in our area. Um, and the reality of it is is that moisture wants to go from cold to warm and from moist to the dry so therefore the moisture on the outside of the walls is always trying to get on the inside Mm -hmm. of the walls and so you get and it's not necessarily you don't see water coming through your walls hopefully if you do that needs to be taken care of first but um you there is just the moisture there's the vapor that is just constantly leaking through the concrete into the space and so you have to mitigate that and make sure you have products that that when that moisture comes through if you do the old-fashioned concept that a lot of people are still doing of wood and sheetrock, and you're putting it up against the foundation. When the moisture comes through that wall, it hits the back of the, the wall board and condensates on the paper. And then therefore, now you have moisture, you have food source, and you have the right temperature for mold and mildew growth. Mm-hmm. And we often see that in a basement. And then the other option is, is that you have a lot of equipment in a basement that can leak. Um, you have a, a hot water heater, you have washing machines you have sump pumps and different things where you can in pipes just your plumbing pipes where you can actually have a leak and so you want to make sure that you're putting product in that god forbid the you you have a leak that when you're done remediating the water um you don't have to rip everything out and Mm -hmm. that's the nice thing about the products that we use is that you remediate the water you get the commercial dehumidifiers in and you um dried the space out and you don't have to rip out walls, rip out flooring and stuff by using product that is mold and mildew resistant mm-hmm. and, and, and so built correctly.
0: Yeah, so that's really helpful to, to understand. And I think one of the things I think that's important, you mentioned the idea that it's vapor, right? And we really don't see vapor. Um, vapor is really kind of uh, subtle in, in how it presents itself. Yep. Um, and so you might have people that walk into their basement space and think, well, it feels perfectly fine, right. you know, but and I don't see any water, so what's the big deal, Right. Um, but uh, I think one of the that you also need to ha- think about that conversation in the context of time of year. Correct. Right. So w- this time of year, air is drier anyway. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. And so so if you walk into a basement and find that space to be drier, um, you're probably right. It is, and it's probably dry enough right now that it's not going to ever be a problem for you right now.
2: Right. Right. That's true.
0: But you fast forward to the to, you know to the middle of the summer, um, it's a completely different situation. Right. Correct. And you also mentioned something, I think, that uh, you said, you know, um, people can see if the right environment cr- is created between uh, temperature and moisture uh, to and food source to allow mold, mildew to proliferate, you can see it. But the interesting thing is many cases, you, many times you don't see it, right? Many times that activity is happening behind the sheetrock. Right. It doesn't ever make its way to the front of the sheetrock. But you got that little bit of funk in the air. Yep. Right? You, and, yeah. Right. And, you know, who hasn't – like I can remember as a kid – Playing, you know, my neighbor's basement, and just thinking, okay, well, we're going to the basement. That funky smell is just what it it's is, just, right? Yep. It's just what yep. the basement you know? smells like. The right. basement smells That's musty. A basement, yeah, right. yeah, it's exactly right. And so, so you almost kind of get programmed to be like, okay, That's I, okay, I guess every basement smells musty,
2: right? Yes, and it doesn't have to. That's a good thing. Right. The right materials and the right processes, and you don't have you can have a basement that smells exactly like the fresh out air outdoors.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, okay. what are what are the right materials and the right processes to do that?
2: So the key thing is, is making sure that you have a good air purification, dehumidification system. Once Mm -hmm. you start closing up the space and you, you stop the, that vapor that comes through the wall from going through your floorboards and into your space and out the attic. And that's part of the way your basement just naturally dries out over time. Um, Once we start closing that all in, we're creating a place where we're trapping the moisture. So you need to do. Um, a good dehumidification, air purification system. Our product is called the Santa Dry System. Um, And then again, Material that is inorganic, so you don't want paper, you don't want wood, you don't want um, wool fibers. Uh, again, you're going to put some of that in with your furnishings, but in the, in what you build your furniture or build your furniture, no, build your walls and your systems with. You want to use as mu- little inor l- as little organic material as possible. Mm-hmm. So we use metal studs within the frame walls. We're using metal studs and um, fiber rock. Um, rather than dry drywall, And then we have a panelized system that is a laminated system of a vapor barrier, a extruded foam insulation, and the fiber rock all laminated together. That's the exterior walls that go up against the foundation wall, creates the insulation um, to code and everything.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I think it, it all circles back to understanding what and mildew wants, right? And, and they, they want three things. They want food which is the, all the stuff you were just talking about, the organic material. And they want moisture and they want temperature. Right? And love. Yeah. They want love. <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> and they usually get hate. <laughs> yeah. I know.
1: Right, exactly. Really? Yeah. Exactly. All they want to do is, lo- is right. be loved, and, and yet we all hate them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and so I think that's – as listeners are thinking about, you know, uh, how they want to finish your space, um, I think that's where you want to be careful. I think you want to be – uh, looking, f- looking to do business with companies that offer products that um, are intentional about the space, right? So, Brian, I think it's, it's, you know, probably safe to say that most people who are still finishing basements with, uh, with wooden two by fours and sheetrock, aren't doing it maliciously, right? They're not doing it to hurt someone.
2: Correct. Is that I, fair? Yes, I would say that's fair, especially I would, you know, I was not with the company for th- that long um, when it happened. But as you've often said, is that for 25 years, unknowingly, we did basements incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we had the knowledge that we had, and we did them to the best of our ability. And when our clients had issues, we would go in and fix them before them and work with the mold and mildew remediation companies and cut out the old stuff and put it back in again because we didn't know any better. That's what we knew. Right. We now know the technology. We now know the the products to use and everything and so therefore we are doing it correctly now. And so I agree with you that most people just don't know right. um the science behind what it really takes to finish a basement environment correct environment correctly.
0: Yeah, and so, so I think and that that gets down to the fact that you know um the construction industry in general, it, 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 although, you know, over the last 10-15 years, technology has definitely impacted our industry and correct. there are there are lots of changes and there's there are there's a, a heightened level of education around creating a more healthier environment, for sure. right? Correct. Just like there is around, you know, uh, energy efficiency and things like that. Uh, but f- truthfully, the construction industry, I think, are relatively slow adopters, right? You know, uh, the, uh, the, the, yeah, people the, like to go with what works. W- yes, right. Right. What, what they what know. You, what you're comfortable yeah. with, right? Yeah. And and it's, well, we've always done it this way. And, we, you know, and so and not only that, but also just availability. So, that, you know, there's not widespread availability of materials That you can choose that are inorganic right if you are a do-it-yourselfer it it feels pretty normal to go to a big box store and pick up a you know a a bunch of studs and a a Mm -hmm. bunch of sheetrock and do it feels Mm -hmm. pretty normal right Um, but i think that's where the difference is is between understanding good building science right that's the you know would you agree that's kind of like the foundation of making good choices in your basement
2: yes yeah. Understanding the science behind it all. And that's one thing that's nice about Total Basement Finishing and our parent company is they have over 36 patents on products that are designed to go into the basement environment. And so they are right. specialists in the basement environment. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we like to, we consider ourselves specialists in the basement environment. You know, and even, you know, the, the homeowner or the local guy goes, oh, well, we'll upgrade to moisture resistant drywall. Right. And right. it's like, okay but that's if you read the warranties and stuff on moisture resistant drywall it's not supposed to be in a damp environment for the long haul right it's designed to be in a bathroom wall where there might be a little bit of moisture once in a while it's not really designed to be where there's moisture coming in all the time on the back of that product Mm -hmm. right
0: right that's paper based yeah i think that's exactly right and i think um you know circling you know if uh if if the only if pro- the only tool you have to solve problems is a hammer. Every problem looks like a nail, right? Right, and so I think that's where we've come from uh, in the construction world, and uh, and I think as homeowners are thinking about the right choices, you know, you know, one of the things that we think about and you talk about with clients is, you know, how many times do you want to finish your space? Correct, right? And the truth of the matter is, no client wants to do their project more than once. Everyone wants to do their project one time, right? You don't even want to pay for it the one time, but you're willing to, right? Right, if you want to finish space. <laughs> what you're not willing to do is pay for the same project twice right, right. and uh, right
1: 10 years later and you have a mildew smell and you need to rip it all out and start over well yeah, or I'm or even
0: that so go ahead bro yeah just, i
2: just i learned that the hard way i had i was a i'm a homeowner still but i was a homeowner and the home that i had for 25 years had a apartment in the basement that mm-hmm. was a walk out on two sides and three times i cut drywall up 24 inches and took it out and had Surf Pro in to remediate the mold because of a, a, a washing machine going a hose going a the pipe from my well going into the house broke and my water heater went so I had three major floods in the 20 years that, that I own that 20 plus years that I own yeah. at home. Where I had to cut out sheetrock and put it back in again because I didn't know any better back then. Well,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's another that's another reality. I think that you know you walk a little bit of a tightrope in talking to consumers because you don't want to, you don't want to, and we don't want to uh, have people do projects because of scare tactics. and it's not intended to be that. but at the same time, in virtually every home, certainly in New England, especially with a basement, um, there's a whole bunch of water in your home that's. Under pressure, right, and, right. and we're we're containing that water with pipes and water heaters and f- and and faucets and valves and all that. We're containing it, right? And but it the, will right. find its lowest but, level right. given the opportunity, right? But at right. the and at the end of the day, it's all under pressure, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, even even your waste lines are under pressure, but your waste lines are also handling water, right? And. Uh, and so, you know, over time, there's degradation of materials. There. Over time, there's, uh, you know, like you exam- your example was the, the, uh, the washer hoses that broke. That, yeah, that's a rubber product that dries out and cracks over time, right? right. And uh, and even copper over time is not, there's really not a product in the market that doesn't experience some degradation over time, right? And so, uh, so having people think about that from the reality of, okay, you know what, my basement feels pretty dry. Even in the summertime, it feels pretty dry. Completely true. Right. Uh, and if that's the case in that particular home. Yeah. But you can't ultimately end up look the other, looking the other way about the fact that water heaters let go and that pipes, pipes fail. And, you know, and there are things you can do to mitigate that. There are things Correct. you can do to help make that less of an impact on your home if the hap- if the problem happens. But, uh, you know, you'd be you'd like to be in a spot where you're not cutting the sheetrock out and where you're not drying the space out, where you're not putting it back together and painting and doing all those things. Right. Correct. Yep. So. So I have a question. Please.
1: Um, not that I don't like to listen to you talk, but I really <laughs> want to talk to Brian. So when, and I and I know some of the answers to this, but I'm not going to answer it for you because I really want to hear you talk, Brian. Um, when you want to do, like say, uh, a bathroom in your basement or a kitchen in your basement, how do you deal with the fact that your, maybe your waste pipe is up high? Like, How do you deal with the um, the, the wastewater and how do you get it out? Yes. Yeah, so good we,
2: question. Good, yeah, very good question. Um, so Don't answer it, Dave. <laughs> so if you're lucky enough, your plumbing does go through the cu- through the floor, and we can tie in undergrade. But mm-hmm. and that's like the best solution. But normally that is not the case, and normally we have to put in an ejection pump system, mm-hmm. where the waste goes into the ejector um, system and gets ground up and gets ejected out. Okay. And it happens all the time, and we do it all the time. And if it's if it is just a smaller um, like just a, a bar area with a wet bar, then there's a smaller version of that that's just an ejector pump that goes under that smaller under the sink and does the same thing.
1: Okay. So, but, but if you had, say, you know, you had, a if you had an apartment mm-hmm. in your basement, you yep. had a kitchen and a bathroom down there and a shower, then you would need a larger yes. ejection, ejection pump system. system. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, and and we do, you, and st- we do that
2: all the time um, mm-hmm. in our, in our in company
1: and, in, an what does way. that do in terms of costs? Like what what kinds of I mean, obviously if you're doing a kitchen and bath and like you know, there's a lot more material costs over over but if you if you have to worry about like how to get wastewater out of a system, what what kind of ranges are we seeing in people doing basements? I'm just curious what kind of investments people are getting into.
2: So, people are making investments anywhere from $20,000 for a very small gym that's just walls, ceiling, floor, and a little bit of heat to mm-hmm. $150,000 for a 1,200, 1,800 square foot full apartment with two bedrooms, full kitchen, full bath.
1: Well, that's pretty cheap, <laughs> though, if you were like, you know, yes. right? If you're looking for an in law place,
0: right? If you compare that to the cost per square foot for building an addition yeah. or, or yes. you know, building out, it's it's dramatically less expensive, right? Yeah, and, sure you know but there are, and so Brian can tell us too that there are you know unique considerations we have to think about uh, from a safety perspective when you're also mm-hmm. building sleeping quarters
2: correct you have to have a separate egress from every single sleeping quarters and that's the same case of when you're building up too um if you're going into the attic the window of the the bedroom in an attic cannot be over 21 feet off the off the ground the right. bottom of the window so there's certain things and in the basement's the same thing we have to have an egress directly from a bedroom outside yeah so
0: the building code and does we do, do that Yeah. And we,
2: and we do that all the time too. We, we can make those egresses and, and make them functional, make them beautiful. How do you do that?
1: I want more details.
2: So we dig out, we dig out the the outside of the foundation. We bring it down um, to the right level. We cut the concrete out. We put in a window that gives us the correct egress out. It's usually about a four by four foot slider window. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the outside of the wall, we put in a, a window well that has a ladder built into it with a glass canopy over. So it lets lots of daylight in it gives you um and it's beautiful and then there's crushed stone on the bottom so any water that does come in gets mitigated out um out of that window well cool so it doesn't come in
0: so you get you get the feeling of not being in a basement quite so much right Right. Right. because you get natural light and
1: i know that's the biggest issue for people and the
0: the building code does a couple different things the building code the very very first thing the building code is all about is life safety Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. so the life safety you you don't get a hall pass with the building code just because you're doing it below grade, right? They The, the same life safety issues apply. Um, and then it begins, then the, the code deals with other things like durability and, and, and longevity and all this. Kind of thing. But the first thing and the most important thing is life safety, right? right? And so um, that egress side of things, uh, and this is really true if you're working with a company to, to finish your basement, uh, making sure that, you know, basements need to be permitted, right? You, you can't, you know, you can't Legally put a basement, uh, put a basement finishing project in your home, and not permit it, right? Correct. Um, however, that can be a challenge. There are, there are, you know, you could do. Some people want to do that sort of under the cover of darkness, and, and, mm. and but that's really to your own peril, right? Correct. Because um, not doing smart things like putting egress windows in is endangering whoever is going to be sleeping in, in that space. Correct. Right. right? If yep.
1: you're using it as a as a bedroom yep. type space, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So. So that, that's a question. So if you're doing a basement, you always need a permit, is what you're telling me, regardless of the use.
0: Uh, generally speaking, uh, if you need a basement, if you're doing a basement and finishing a space that's not currently finished, yes, you need a permit. Okay. Right? That is uh, that is the way that works. Right? Um, it, there are some scenarios where if you have an existing finished basement and you're just making modifications, you don't necessarily need a permit. But if you're creating finished space where there was none, that's not an That's not a gray area. That's a black and white area. Correct. Okay. So. All right, so um, I uh, I want to I want to thank Brian for being with us. We've gotten a lot of good information on the basement side of things. Brian, thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. All right, and hopefully that adds some value to uh, to our listeners who are thinking about the idea of of doing a basement, and maybe it informs you a little about what you might want to think about for materials. Maybe some of the concerns that you didn't otherwise realize that you should be having when you're having conversations with contractors when you're thinking about doing this project. Right. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. All right. So this is another awesome episode of renovation made right i am brenda bryant
0: and before i go even though i am david bryant i want to thank all our listeners i also want to ask you uh to subscribe and to uh to like our show it really means a lot to us it helps us a bunch and so if you get some value out of our show and we hope you are uh, and it also
1: helps dave with his self-confidence which clearly is an issue
0: it is it's a problem Mm -hmm. i have big issues around Mm -hmm. that Um, but if you would that'd be awesome so thank you very much and uh take care
1: Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.